0: if you notice I don't have earphones on and that is because uh, um also I want to show people that's a tree not my hair I mean though my hair does look like that most of the time <laughs> um because my ipad's at 11 percent again
1: oh uh, okay so you that's- need that plug to 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 charge instead of have earphones
0: yeah you know what yeah. I I'm hanging by a thread these last couple of weeks. That's all right. (laughs) So I've been sick. I have green coming out of literally my
1: eyes. Oh, no. Yeah, pollen is a
0: beach.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's getting to me. I never used to have issues with allergies, but the older I get, the worse it's been getting. It's been bothering me, and it's not fun.
0: So first, since we're recording now... Mm -hmm um I love this new logo I love this new background I love I love it I love it it looks so good I feel so professional yeah I look like I just climbed out of a dumpster but I'm on a professional platform hosted by my buddy
1: that's there you go
0: (laughs) oh my gosh well this will be fun I dressed myself today for the end times because that's what we're gonna talk about. And uh, by dressing myself, I mean I put pants on from yesterday, and I'm wearing the same shirt I slept in. Wow, nice. Oh so, uh, yeah. Need <laughs> a shower desperately. Ugh. Well, yeah. I'll tell you. Um, last night was very exciting. Why is uh, that? I went to my new
1: members class. Oh, church. that's right. A new members class for church. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I know. I know.
1: How um, many people are in your class?
0: Um, not counting already members in the pastor. Uh, six. There were people. There were six okay. people. And what's interesting is like I didn't recognize them. Mm. So but then again, like I, I, I sit in the front. So I don't want to see people behind me because I get too distracted. Um, but um, we'll have a ceremony at the end of June. So I'm psyched. And that's when it's official which means I can then vote um in the congregational meetings mm-hmm. and you know I have a voice already but I will have a bigger voice when some official
1: nice very good well psyched onward I feel like I should have my pronouns there too now that you do <laughs> can some you please get
0: woke it. get woke please
1: i am i, I I'm, oh, like yeah. a, I'm like a recluse. What are you talking about? I this, that's it's. I'm just a default, not woke because I don't interact <laughs> enough.
0: <laughs> that's not true because I am dragging you out of that Thank you. cavern tavern that you're living in.
1: I appreciate it. <laughs> I finally watched that um the uh um the video you sent me from Niantic with the transgender um woman. Oh. Mm-hmm what was renee. her name again Rene. renee Mary. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that's what i mean again like you're you're pulling me out into things that i just i mean not that i don't want to experience i just haven't come had. across it yeah, yeah so it was good it was really good to to hear her perspective and oh so, the emotion behind yeah. it
0: so for anybody that doesn't know um somebody uh we had a transgender woman come to our church and give the sermon. Um, and she wasn't just a transgender woman. She was, um, training to be a a pastor Mm -hmm. and she gave her story and she goes church to church to, um, pretty much expose people like yourself, like not that you don't want to meet them. You just haven't come across. So she's Mm -hmm. putting the T in trans and, um, she gave a great speech. I did not share, and I should have shared this also, and I'll, I'll, I'll put it back up, but, um, there's a second video where after the service, she did a Q and A where people could ask her questions and she could be open and answer, and that was, that was even more moving. But, um, yeah. What is your what was your reaction to to seeing that that video to seeing that
1: up there? Oh, what, now you're, we're talking about the same one. We're just we're not the switching. The one that yourself, you saw, yeah. Um, no, yeah. It was. Um, I think I was just fascinated to hear that perspective and just think about how much, um, how much guts it must've taken to transition and go back to work as a woman. When everybody known you as a man for who knows how many years, not like,
0: like 30, 30 years.
1: Yeah. I mean, talk about having to have guts and yeah. So, oh, that's um, I, impressive. I'm no, it's impressive. So.
0: I was going to say um, what the most interesting thing for me was that she never left God. Which is unfortunately really rare because uh, especially trans. Like gay is, being gay is one thing, but being trans is a whole different animal. And um, because you're physically changing your body. Mm-hmm. So a lot of Christians, like it's one thing to be like, oh, just don't have sex. But a lot of Christians look at it like you're mutilating this creation that God made you in. And, right. you know, God made you the way you're supposed to be. And that's their argument a lot. So, right. so for her to not only transition and then, but then continue to pursue ministry and still have her faith in God. That's the part that hit me the most because when I was bleh, when I was at the last place, I almost said it. Yeah, I know. it's hard. <laughs> uh, when I was at the last good place. Good catch. <laughs> yeah! Oh, shit, I forgot what I was going to say.
1: Darn, that's okay.
0: But, you know what sucks is when I re-watch these, and, yeah. I see, and I see my train of thought, I'm like, oh, I was going here. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And oh. you can't add it back Get in, it back. right? Back.
0: <laughs> oh, I got it. Yeah. So, when I was at the last place, um, even when I was, like, good with everybody, I I still, behind the scenes, was, like, reaching out to people I knew in my past that were gay and who I thought had a Christian background, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, um, because I, deep down, I felt really guilty that I was going to church because yeah. I was part of the gay community before I was part of a church community, uh-huh. and so... <clears throat> Because my depression had brought me so far away from every community, I went back to a church community because it's like was like the easiest thing to go to. So, I just, as I started feeling better, I was like reaching out to people, and I'm like, hey, you know, like when you're, I know you used to teach CCD, or I know you used to, you know, um, you used to have us sing these these terribly boring Kyries. Do you still believe? And they. Across the board all the people that I spoke to were like, no, I don't believe anymore like once I came out and found myself like I um, I left mm-hmm. God altogether
1: mm-hmm.
0: So so and that and, and that's very common, but I was you know looking and, and like in the last episode when I was talking about those two guys um, That's why they were I was desperately looking for people that s- still identified as a Christian but also identified as a, as a gay Christian, especially coming from a place where they were told that they were wrong and it wasn't okay. So (laughs) Renee not only keeping her commitment to God and then pursuing teaching others about God, that was a big thing for me.
1: Yeah, that's unusual. And um, it would be really interesting to hear um people like a conversation between two sides of that coin right the, the people who decided you know what i'm done with religion after embracing my sexuality as it as it is and um and those who decided to stay in the church and you know just have hear the conversation that would come up i'd be really curious you know everybody has to make different choices and has different experiences um that have come from that that faith background and some of them can be because of life circumstances. They can be really traumatic and, and hurtful. And yet, still, some people it can still be affirming. You know, it's it's um it's really interesting.
0: I think for many years, because, um, and I know every time I say something, there's people like not all Christians, and like I get that for anybody that wants to say, well, not all Christians. Like I hear you, but, um. Most churches were, like, not really cool with with gay people. So, and, and even just the place that I came from, they acted cool with gay people. But really, the goal was that you would be fixed. And, yeah. and um, so they really position it in a way like it's either you stay celibate and then you can have all of us and all of this. Or you choose one person of the same sex. So, it, mm-hmm. it's not always, it doesn't always feel like their decision, I think. Most of the time, it's like, it's us
1: or them. Like right. It, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well. So, anyhow, thanks for sharing that. That was uh, that was good to, well,
0: I'm glad you to watch. Yeah. I have a lot of sensory issues while I'm sitting here stuffing my face with an egg.
1: <laughs> Is that what you're eating?
0: <laughs> I had an egg and some, uh, now that I'm back home, generic Chavani.
1: Oh. Lots of and protein. That, Protein's that good for you.
0: Let's start. Okay. I'm Carolyn.
1: And I'm Faith.
0: And this is Faith Ford with Open Minds
1: and Open Hearts.
0: And today... You guys know we're talking about the end times. Faith, I am going to let you take the reins on this monstrosity. Oh my gosh, you are? I am because (laughs) I know of the end times. We Mm. dabbled in some end times speech before, uh, before the quarantine, which just to be clear, when we got to quarantine part, most of those people were like, Ooh, "This is it, this is end times." So yeah. I didn't have enough time to learn about end times. So I like I sent you some videos mm-hmm. of what I watched so that we can discuss it together. Did you watch the Morgan Freeman apocalypse?
1: Mm-hmm. I did. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I, re- I really liked that.
0: That was nice because that's mm-hmm. a whole series on different um, religions. So like the 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 study of miracles. Uh, one episode is the apocalypse. One episode is, I don't know, some other stuff.
1: Yeah. Like, all of this, you know, these different conversations on God, right? Yeah. That's essentially, because yeah. a playoff of his his role in the movie. I can't remember the name of the movie where he plays God. Oh, <laughs> but uh, Do you yeah, remember that? that
0: was, uh, Bruce Almighty.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's it was right. Tommy, yeah. Of all things. Yeah. So I think that's why he kind of got pulled into narrating that series, which is, and it's just fascinating. And I love him as a, Um, as a spokesperson just his voice is amazing
0: I when he popped up as God in that movie I was like good casting good (laughs) good casting like Morgan Freeman can be my lord okay I'm okay
1: with that yeah he's a nice guy so anyhow but yeah so this one this one video that you you had sent me um was part of that series and it was on specifically the apocalypse and I found it interesting how um he kind of went through a whole bunch of different traditions, like you were saying, um, and their beliefs about what the end end of days, the end of the of time, the end of the world would look like, okay. um, and um, and kind of he discussed what the why it was that there was this fascination with this end, the end of all things and all religions. Yeah, and um, it's not
0: just Christianity. It's like yeah. there's that's what I like about it is that um, is that so many. Most religions have an idea of what happens for end times, Mm -hmm. not just death, but like death for all of us. Mm -hmm. So, go ahead. Yeah.
1: Uh, So I'm curious, did anything kind of stand out for you in that that was like, you know, in particular?
0: (laughs) Well, since I, that's interesting because since I have a limited um, view of the end times, so I have not read the full book of Revelations, just so you know. I know that it has to do with, um, I know it has to do with, like, civil, civil arguments and, um, natural disasters, and ironically enough, the first, um, the first Bible study I went to, like, it was a Wednesday night, the first time I ever set foot in the old church, they were talking about the end times, which was like oh, right over my head, because they were talking about tribulation and pre-tribulation and what and the Antichrist and I, yeah. I had no idea what that was. Like out of mm-hmm. tribulation, I didn't know what that was. So what it narrowed down to my friend explained it to me that at the end of that night was basically as evangelicals who are saved, we have a pre-boarding pass mm-hmm. to get out of town right before god blows it up with fire so i guess that would be the rapture Mm -hmm. Um, they would take us and um we're good and then it'll be seven years of hell and then once it's all cleared out bloop plop us back down and then we get to live
1: in peace oh my god which Cool. yeah with a with a new heaven and a new earth, right
0: yeah, and there's
1: all kinds of there's all sorts of variations on that same theme right. you know so growing
0: growing up uh i I remember um first of all, the Mayan calendar, I knew that was going to be on there uh the mm-hmm. twenty twelve end date because mm-hmm. the way the Mayan calendar went, it just ended at twenty twelve so what I thought was really interesting um uh, <clears throat> Which makes total sense too. Um, that once you dive into again, context and time period matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're counting uh, the different the the, the the placements on the calendar, the Mayans were counting like every four hundred years has a a new beginning.
1: Like mm-hmm. they, it just
0: it, it's a marker for them. So uh if they die before the end of the 400 years obviously they're not going to add to the calendar so right. you know then you get people coming and be like they knew this was the end and da, 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 da. no they just they died they never if they st- if they were still alive maybe they'd still be making the calendar because like all right this is where it ends and this is where our new thing begins and they had to stop and start through mm-hmm. multiple parts of the calendar so it does show a pattern of here's the end of this era and now it's this and it's the same like like we like we do now, the end of a year or in, in China, like, oh, this is the year of the tiger, that ends, this is the year of the dragon, you know?
1: Well, right. But I, I, as far as even evangelical Christianity, because that's that, that this is my background and what I grew up in, um it, it was um the end of end times kind of that that whole idea that has really taken over the minds of a lot of evangelicals about there being this this seven per- year period of tribulation like you were saying, where the Antichrist will come to power at the start of that and there'll be three and a half years of peace. then there'll be three and a half years of basically hell on earth when everything just breaks loose. Um so um and then the tribulation or the, um, the rapture will happen sometime in there christians debate over whether it's going to be before the tribulation happens middle of the tribulation or post what well, essentially the rapture is when all christians are caught up in the sky supposedly with christ and are taken to heaven from the earth and um they mentioned i think in that uh, that, that that video you sent me the the mark of the beast um which is the number 666 and in the book of revelation and talks about it being um a mark of of you know the antichrist or the beast and it's going to be on people's foreheads or on their right hand um and so these these ideas have really settled into people's minds and they're they are on the lookout for a person a world leader who is going to come into to being who is proclaiming peace so i mean every evangelical christian is on the lookout for that now the difference from from what i like the way that i grew up it completely consumed consumed um the way that my family lived actually a lot of it it was um you know we had we had food stored away in these big food storage bins um tried to live off grid as best we could um what do you, mean? you know uh where you're not dependent upon the power um or or you know city water or
0: how did you do um,
1: that um yes you could do you know um, like gener- a generator you could do solar powered things you could dig a well we had a well in our backyard um you know, plant a a garden so you could, you could grow your own food, have chickens so you can, you know, have your own eggs, you know, those sorts of things to be completely self-reliant.
0: Was that also Um, bad? Is that how you guys did it?
1: Yes, uh, to different, um, to to different varying degrees over the years, off and on. Um, But yeah, that was always sort of the thing. So like this whole idea, like I really felt like from the time that I was born, essentially (laughs) that we were in the end times and we were waiting for Christ to return. And for me, that was a very, I know, I know some people um, in these deconstruction circles have been very traumatized by that um, idea of the rapture and, and they're traumatized because they, they so many times have, have, entered a house and nobody's home and they think that they've been left behind and just you know the feeling of oh my god i'm not you know i wasn't saved after all and for me that was never um i think there was a few maybe a couple times where i kind of had that i was like oh gosh nobody's here and they didn't tell me they're gonna be gone and i that kind of came to my head but i wasn't really deathly scared i think for the most part i was pretty convinced that i was saved no matter what so that was good um but this idea and it made me feel special (laughs) This idea that it was in the end times. I knew I was one of God's chosen people. The rest of the world was going to burn, but it's chosen. Jesus, <laughs> it's horrible, Are you right? Ahead. You're okay. It's going to be all right. Oh my God, it's so horrible. Anyway, so no, okay. I mean, that really <laughs> that really was my that really was my um, outlook on things, and I really was looking for the end of the world, even up until my 30s it's okay okay. my mid 40s now um yeah i mean i was i've had food stored away in my um, pantries extra food and and always had that kind of mindset like you know could i could i be self-reliant if the government all went to hell and you know society completely broke down um and this all also was propagated by um the books within the evangelical circles like i read um, the Tim LaHaye's uh, Left Behind series. Um, and one book that really stood out for me that wasn't as very popular, at least if were to anybody else, but I read it and really took it in word for word, was a book called 666. And it was just this, and I think I read it a couple times. I was so enthralled by the story, um, you know, about this family who, you um, It was a a daughter. It's like, I don't know. It's part of her family was saved and and were raptured up, but she was left behind with her dad. And they had to like, you know, try to, they had to, they they knew enough to not accept the mark of the beast. So they didn't get condemned to hell with eternity for, with everybody else who did. But they were, that means that they were, they're trying to live and try to find food because they couldn't. Anyways, it was, it was quite a story. And that, that I was really thought that that was going to be, the way things were, were going to be. I I thought that was coming. Um, So anyhow, that's kind of my my background with that and that just engulfed the way that I saw the world. And so what I would be curious to talk to you about and just kind of discuss is like how that mindset affects the way people engage with the world.
0: So here's a few things. Number one, even though I wasn't raised on that idea, because of TV media, things like The Walking Dead, things about like um, movies and stuff that I've seen, I always think to myself, what would we do if, and Mm -hmm. you know, if like the world order, the order of things fell apart. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think especially, and, and I was never totally convinced of the end times, even though the people around me were like, like, this is it. This is game time. Um, I'm more concerned with if it is real. And I mean, l- let's look at Ukraine right now. There's a video I post on Facebook where it shows them partying at their Christmas party. And then it cuts to what the building looks like now in the conference room that they had the party in. And it's in rubble. Right. So mm-hmm. I look at um, not so much the end times, but like we could lose um, the law and order of the land at any time. Same way that people were building bunkers in the 60s because they thought the war, they were going to have nuclear war and everything's going to blow up. And so it's not crazy to wonder like what happens if the order of things around us falls apart. Um, I, I would be lying if I didn't say I still like kind of worry because if, if the end times is coming, or even war, if war is coming, or the mm-hmm. end times, whatever you want to call it, um, and, you know, we lose our rights, which is what the the big thing that I think because of the fear that surrounds that, like, right before, um, right before Trump left office, um, gun sales and registrations went up 40%, mm-hmm. 40 Percent, yeah. So because they were afraid Biden was going to take their guns away, and then mm-hmm. they were afraid that if martial law happened, they couldn't fight the government if they had to fight the government. And I thought to myself, how fucked would we all be? <laughs> also, do I? How do I? If I was that generation that had to go through that, like you know, let's say we were bombed. You know, I I live next to we live next to a nuclear power plant. Mm-hmm. So and we have a sub base just right across the water so
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know if i think because of where i live too and you know every the first wednesday of every month i hear the sirens uh, as a test ever since i was growing up you always have that idea of like you know shit could go down at any point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. could you survive you know so it's yeah it's not totally crazy to think that either so no. you know what i'm saying
1: well, I think, I think that um, a point that Morgan Freeman brought up in the video was that um, the reason why, you know, I, I guess he was talking about a science experiment that, that w- w- the scientists performed on people where they were given an electroshock. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they knew, if they were told when that was going to come and they had a countdown, yeah. Saying like 10, 9, 8, and then, you know, 1, and they're going to get a shock, and they knew it was coming. The amount of anxiety and pain from that was way less than if the, um, the person behind the, giving the electroshock just gave it at a random interval. And right. so, uh, you know, so he was making the point that actually that end of times and trying to anticipate what the end of the world might look like is actually a comforting thing for people um, to like know something is coming and to be able to anticipate it so it doesn't catch you off guard maybe I
0: maybe I misinterpreted that, but I thought that when they knew it was coming, the pain receptors went off before it happened because they were anticipating it happening. Yeah.
1: I maybe I don't know. Maybe I listened to it. Wrong, no, I. I mean, to it as well.
0: No, I, I. 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 started glazing over things because I was consuming so much. Um, but, um, but it is a fear tactic, so it makes. I don't know at the end I of the, see-
1: and yeah, well, I mean, there's I think there's a whole bunch of reasons why yeah. we're so obsessed with these kinds of ideas, and I think that might might be one. You want to know what's coming you d- you don't want to be surprised by the end of something, right? By the well, end of the world, in particular, right?
0: As as humans, we want to know what happens when we die, and we want to know what sure. happens at the end. And if the end is the literal like destruction of the earth, we want to know like.
1: Well, what's going to happen and and religion often you know says to give us the answers to all these questions that really really haunt us these existential you know questions what is going to happen when i die you know and what's going to happen when the world ends you know all these these sorts of things these big questions and it's nice to have answers to them but well, um one thing, one thing to
0: like be like what's going to happen when i die and then it's another thing to worry What happens right before I die? Do I have to live through the seven years or the three and a half years Mm -hmm. of pure hell on earth? Because that's worse. Because when you're dead, you're dead. You don't feel anything. Your spirit is free. Whatever you do, what you got to do. But I'm more concerned, and I think other people are more concerned, and your family probably, which is why they stockpiled things. Is like, how uncomfortable, how much torture am I going to go through before I die? And God forbid you can't kill yourself because then that's a straight ticket to hell. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? It's that in between that the tribulation part, I think, that people are like, Well, ooh, like we don't want to be uncomfortable, we don't wanna live through like Armageddon. Yeah,
1: But yeah, but with when you're looking at it as a Christian and you're believing that end of the world narrative you believe that you are special person in the midst of all this that it gives you it gives you purpose and meaning in pain and agony and the worst things that could happen in this world and that's that's oddly comforting to some people you know that if the worst is going to happen at least i am going to be um you know have a meaning and a purpose through it all so it provides some sort of a weird odd comfort but um you know i was trying to think of what other reasons people might have for really taking this on right and you mentioned it um this element of power and control too it it, kind of comes from holding a fear over people and so it could be used as that too like you better get your life straight with god otherwise you're going, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be left behind when the tribulation comes, and I
0: you're think going to the be here that, through that wrath. I think the fact that nobody knows when it's coming, it's like you better be good today. You better get your shit together today because yeah. the rapture can come tomorrow. And it's
1: it's to kind tomorrow. of coercive. It can be coercive, right? And some people might just say it in in sort of a uh, trying to be helpful and trying to be in a way that they, they, they want to save your soul from hell. Like they really do. Or maybe they really do want to, and they believe that and they want to get the best for you. But, Mm -hmm. but it can also be, it's very manipulative and coercive as well as, you know, like if you don't, if you don't change your life, look, God's going to, you know, you're going to just be here with the rest of humanity and suffer the torments of the end of the world and all the judgment that should have been had on humanity for all of time. And, you know, it's like, it's horrible. Good but um, Yeah, you know, it's like
0: panic buying. It's like, hey, this is only on sale for two days. So it doesn't give <laughs> exactly. you time to think or dissect or make an educated uh, decision. You're like, oh, I'm going to just get it. And then you you don't
1: need it. Well, and you know, that's, that's one of the things that I, (laughs) I was really concerned with as, you know, working as communications with a church is I was really concerned with that fine line between communication when when you, you, when you, because I would be doing communications for the church, but oftentimes it's also slash marketing, right? I mean, really, if you're honest with it, it's a lot of the same things as you would find for business except they would call it marketing sometimes and sometimes it's called communications anyway. So if there's a fine line between what is marketing, what's communications, and what you know, one sort of marketing is sort of a little bit coercive and you know at the at, at the least, but really manipulative on at others when they're trying to send through some subliminal messages or the timing of the ads and I mean, that's like, it's like, gosh, what, at what point is it cross over that line of being like, like, that's not right. <laughs> so I was always like, where's that at a point where you're, where you're giving information to people, but you're, you're, you're still allowing them the free will and, and not pushing or in them into a decision. That's not something that they're fully making on their own. Right. So that's, that's a real fine line. I don't know. It's.
0: I'm thinking yeah. about I I'm, I'm, No, that it makes sense but it's you know a lot of what we talk about on this podcast is intention and what mm-hmm. people's intentions are and especially with the places that we came from I remember being asked multiple times like do you want to go up do you want to go up and like meaning get saved like mm-hmm. do you want to and you know every time I was like you need to stop asking me. It has to be my decision. But then when I was saved and I felt part of everything and I felt like I felt so much better and it was helping me and my mental health, I found myself doing the same thing to other people. I'm like, do you want to go up? Like, do you want to say the prayer? And mm-hmm. you you know that I don't, I really wanted to give it to them. Like, look how much it helped me. Like, I want to help you too.
1: Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I know. Um, and But I think in my reasoning, it came down to any type of manipulation is not love in my estimation. No. And so it's like, um, whether it's intentional or not intentional. And that's why I was like, I just can't, I can't get on board anymore with this idea that there's a God who wants to judge humanity so i don't know because that ultimately is like you better do what i tell you or else you know it's right. um no matter how many times you want to reframe it as discipline um or you know for your own good tough
0: I love. i don't yeah i don't
1: buy it. i just didn't buy it anymore. i hate tough so, love you hate love
0: no tough love
1: oh I was like you yeah. hate love all right what's the story behind that <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I hate tough love. I hate it when they're like, "Oh, it's tough love." Yeah. Love shouldn't be tough.
1: Yeah.
0: We talked about this. Love is not painful. Um
1: yeah. Yeah, so I was just thinking like what other um reasons would people have for believing that type of those thoughts about the end end, end of days.
0: The end of days, look at like um like our cinema that we have, like we have um, literal, like, so, okay, here's a good example. I dated this uh, engineer for two years and he was atheist. He actually had, you know how they have the silver Jesus fish on the back of their cars? Some mm-hmm. people,
1: mm-hmm. he
0: had a dinosaur, <laughs> a metal dinosaur. It looked like the me- it looked like it came on the car eating the Jesus fish
1: on his car
0: but he if you went home like to his house he also had a stockpile of canned goods water and things like that Mm -hmm. um and i was like what's this for he goes well you know at any point if we get a sun flare it's gonna wreck the earth and scientifically if that happens you know, we have to have provisions and, and a lot of things is going to, so he, and I'm saying heart staunch atheist. He doesn't believe in the end times, but he does believe like, you know, if the sun, a sun flare is, um, uh, basically, obviously the sun is a big ball of fire. If it has a sun flare and a, and it, uh, kind of like an explosion on the sun, it can affect the earth's heat and, um, tides and things like that. So, from a scientific point, which you know, all things begin and all things end, he was looking at it like, you know, if we had a, I just remember him saying, if we ever have a sun flare, you know, we're ready. And he has oh, my medicine alarm, uh, and we have we have a, a go bag, and he kept a go bag in his trunk too. And I, he's not the only one. I have another friend who is actually uh, a Christian. He's like a home Christian. They do church in their house with like four or five other people. Mm -hmm. He has a whole bag like that has like an ax and a knife and tape and flint and all of that
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, just in case. So I think it's really wired in us. I think it's still part of our brain that it's a survival. It's a survival situation Mm -hmm. because we're so domesticated that we know in the back of our heads If we were ever left without the amenities that we have, um, we would be like little toy poodles out in the jungle. Like, what do we do? You know? So Mm -hmm. I think it's just built and wired into us, and then it comes out and we interpret it in different ways. Kind of like when Y2K happened. And we thought every computer Mm -hmm. in the world was going to blow up, and we thought that the nuclear power plant was going to blow up, because the computer can't go from 1999
1: to 2000. Right. Yeah, we were <laughs> we were sure that was going to happen, yeah. um, my, my family, and um, had a very remote, um, let's say, bunker, I guess. I don't know. You, have
0: a, you had a bunker? Yeah, yeah. Girl, that's actually kind of cool. I'm sorry.
1: It it was pretty pretty cool the the ingenuity and creativity that went into making this off-grid bunker type place. Um that was Please completely... explain the,
0: Please explain the bunker in detail. Okay. Where okay, is okay. it? What was in it? Was it under the house? I need to no, know. It was
1: it was in a completely different plot of land, many miles away in Booneville. How would you have gotten <clears> to <throat> it? uh somehow i don't know somehow i found a found a way but you want to be away from the city population so it was oh, there it was um yeah it was a there was a it was just like a big um like warehouse with um you know enough beds for all the members of the family a wood burning stove like a kitchen stove but it was burned with wood it heated up was with it wood.
0: underground
1: no, it wasn't underground. It was, it was, it was, it's on, on top of ground, but we did, there was a, I didn't never saw this cause it was, I wasn't like actually quite involved. I was, I would go see it occasionally. Um, but there was like a root cellar underground mm-hmm. where like storing um, vegetables was, was yep. planned. Um, yeah. And it was all diesel run. I think was a diesel run. It was like solar. There was a water, you know, uh, like a well a water tower. Um, what year was yeah. this? Like,
0: what year did you get this? Did you guys acquire this? About?
1: Yeah, I think it. Well, I mean, it was before the turn of the uh, uh, before two thousand, because that was you know one of well, the concerns. I was actually out there at it helping burn tumbleweeds. Um, <laughs> um, actually, the day of, like that night of New Year's Eve, and then we went back to our home um, and and watched the. The, the ball fall and and you nothing went happened.
0: Home on the yeah, that you thought yeah. the road was gonna end. Yeah, even though you had a bunker. Yeah, was this in Connecticut?
1: No, oh. no, no, it wasn't. No. What? So you know, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things that don't really don't make sense about the way okay. that things were. Like there was a belief that it was gonna be the end, but yet sometimes it wasn't fully lived out it's it, it was a weird um cognitive dissonance on a lot of different points like you would think if you really truly believe that like we would have stayed down there right and and um, right. yeah I yeah gonna
0: say we huddled together no, yeah. by the wood stove and no. prayed that god would pass over us
1: <laughs> no and i'm sure there's a lot of people who did but it, it was it was it's it was a weird mixture of um yeah weird though right that it would be you would think that and you would have a place but then you would go back into the city oh this is the the day we think everything's
0: gonna fall apart but let's go home in first and just like double check yeah (laughs) so that when the world starts falling apart we will make a mad dash yeah on all the roads that all the other people are trying to dash on
1: yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't make sense really. I'm I'm sure that maybe there was some other but again, I was kind of just going along with it. Um I so I kind of was just there for the ride at that point in time. I it was like in my tw- early 20s. So and my husband, my husband, well my he was my fiance at that time. He went down there with me too and uh we did a lot of work on the that little compound area. So
0: are you <sighs> I always think about this after I listen I re listen to our podcast. Are do, are you still close with your family? Mhm. Yeah, yeah. How did the, first of all, this oh, I have so many questions. Yeah. Um, but not all <laughs> pertaining to this. <laughs> um, do they still have the bunker?
1: No, not anymore.
0: They they let go of their bunker.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we were talking about reasons why people might believe this, right? Um, and and I think that there was a bit of this, maybe not consciously, um, to, to, to have a desire for all of um, my siblings to come back to the home at some point. And I feel like that might have been the motivating factor behind all this kind of like a wishful thinking like, oh, you know, I really want everybody to be back under one roof again. And so I'm going to prepare this place for the, if the end of the world is coming, I have this reason to prepare a place for everybody, my kids and their kids to come and we'll all be together and maybe even be in in charge of everything (laughs) again. (laughs) Well, you know, um, so, you know, that could be it. I think another reason why people possibly do it is um, just having a, 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 if their current life circumstances aren't that great. You can feel like, you know, have this hope for a way out eventually. Yeah. My
0: aunt, my aunt was or is a born-again Christian, and she had four children um, naturally and then adopted five more over the years. And she lived in the same house that her and her husband bought when she was 18, and they added to it and everything and the irony of that is that you know when you were 18 you had to move out or join the military either way you were leaving the house because okay it was tight squeeze you know yeah because they were staged at different ages you know um as they as the older ones moved out that's when she adopted new ones um but she had this big house and she added on all this extra room but she told all her kids to leave when it was time and she expected them to like, I don't know, come back or mm. live nearby. And, and, and so now she's in this big old house and all the kids are gone mm. and they're gone because the, it was so strict. There, I mean, this woman, you couldn't read a book that she didn't read first. You couldn't watch TV. When we were growing up at their house, they had a, a TV probably the size of this iPad. And they got one hour a day. And you're going to bet it's at 12 o'clock and it was Little House on the Prairie. That is the only show they watched for many, 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 many years. And then something happened. I forgot. Oh, when she fostered her first child, which was Isaiah, and then adopted him, we think the state gave her money because all of a sudden they had a big screen TV, a convertible, a pool, it. I don't know what happened there. We're not sure, but yeah, They became, they went from like welfare to like well off. Yeah, so, yeah. So, but she was one of those that you know thought, thought, oh, this I'm I'm gonna I have all these children. I've raised them all in the church, and they're gonna be a church like me. And I don't think any of them go. Maybe one or two of them go to church out of nine.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think that like I- eight. I've I've seen, I've seen, um, seen religion be a tool for really controlling family members past the normal ages, you know, like mm-hmm. there's always an element of, of, of taking care of, you know, people when they're in your household, but this was definitely control and then continue. It's the control is hard to let go of when everybody is able to leave the house. So it'll yeah. still be used, um, yeah. Sad. So I want to
0: look at um, some of my notes here because there was so much to consume mm-hmm. with the end times. Slash, okay. Clarify this for me real quick. Okay. okay. The end times uh, starts, and then then the second coming comes, right? The G- Jesus second right. coming.
1: The second coming comes at the end of that seven-year tribulation.
0: To usher in peace and...
1: Yeah, so it, it, what happens is Jesus comes back, takes all of his people home to heaven. Mm-hmm. He destroys the earth, like mm-hmm. destroys in fire. The old earth is destroyed, and a new earth is arises. Okay. A new heaven and a new earth that is now perfect. doesn't have sin. There's no more sin. There's no more... Um, whatever. So,
0: so the other thing that I sent you was a 10 part series from this girl on TikTok, mm-hmm. and now we're going into some uncharted territory. Yeah. Um, but stay with me. So, the second coming now we've talked about the different religions in the world that believe the end is going to happen or could happen, whatever. Mm-hmm. And some people believe Jesus is the second coming. Some people believe, um, there'll be a, re- uh, like a Jehovah witnesses believe the 144,000, um, will be saved.
1: Um, or, yeah. Christians and resur- believe that too. Different- yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, and they'll all be resurrected. So, um, as I was watching this 10-part series of this girl that I sent to you, she said something along the lines of uh Christ. Oh, my gosh. I just had it in my head.
1: Christ consciousness. Yes. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you.
0: Christ consciousness. So let's say um you don't believe in God, but, like, the end is coming anyway. So, like, let's let's look at our world from a plainly a plain um where we are moment so places that are peaceful and thriving are now being burned to the ground and bombed and everything um global warming is happening and the planet is suffering and so the idea is that now this is way outside of everything but Let's talk quantum physics for a minute.
1: Oh, God, you can, because I have Okay.
0: (laughs) So it's kind of, it sounds very different, but it's kind of the same. So Mm -hmm. if you believe Jesus is going to come back and usher in this piece, how crazy is it to think that, let's say, the earth is dying. The earth is dying. The earth is suffering And the earth is suffering right now because people are destroying it. Man, mankind Mm -hmm. is cutting down the rainforest and paving over everything and just blowing things up and killing everybody, which at this point, I kind of understand why God flooded the earth with Noah. And I say that because there's so many of these warnings from scientists that are talking about global warming and the rise of sea level. Mm -hmm. So, And and that wouldn't be God's fault, because that would be man's fault, because we have the power to stop it, but we're not doing it. So let's assume, I think they said by 2060, which would be in our lifetime, if I make it that far, um, that the earth would be 90% water at that point. And then that is where, so many, most of the world will be underwater, great losses. um, And that's where I think... I'm trying to transfer the the religious part into the, into the existential idea. So the 144,000 might be the people that are just left after. Mm-hmm. So let's say this prophecy is really going to happen. So mm-hmm. we have global warming, all these animals, all these people are wiped out. There's let's say roughly 144,000 left mm-hmm. on the planet. Now, because there's no land to fight over, and because the, the people, there's, the more people you have, the more opinions, the more um, dark things go on. So the smaller the tribes, the more peace you're going to have, right? So let's say the 144, they make it, they make it through the global warming and they make it through the wars and all this. And now they're like, okay, we're starting a new golden age because we've been through the dark ages. We've been through all these ages, the Renaissance period. This. What if this is just a new slate in human history where now we're starting the golden age where we are advanced beings. We do know about technology. We do know more than, but even if most of that's wiped out, we can start over and start again. Now, this is where the physics comes in. Some people are saying that if you can get, To a level of consciousness, even if you're not religious, Christ consciousness would be the second coming for people that don't believe in God. It's just the idea that you act as though you personify Jesus' morals like, love one another, be good, be peaceful, blah, blah, blah. That's Christ consciousness. So, an atheist can have Christ consciousness, and you and I, if, well, if you were still believing this way, like, we'd just be Christians. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So
0: it applies to everybody so even if you're even if you're not religious even if you don't believe in god if you are in tune with yourself your body your energy your earth the earth's energy some people are saying that because time is not linear um you can jump timelines so I know. I know this stay with me. And if if I lose you, tell me, okay? <laughs> so there's a theory that there's more than one timeline happening at any given time, right? That's where some people think ghosts come from. Like if a ghost, let's say a ghost appears in your room, that ghost is it may might in their timeline might not be dead. They're just
1: uh, the veil
0: is just mixing a little bit, okay? So Okay. So, the idea, and I think some of this is like a Buddhist mindset too. Um, when you get to a higher level, you vibrate higher, you act in love, you act with peace, your energy, your physical energy vibrates higher. That's what Reiki's for, to align your energy. Everything's an atom, everything's energy. So, if you get to a higher vibration, a higher level of consciousness, that means. Um, That's why monks can meditate and they can uh, do what's called astral projection. Do you know what that is? Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's assume once we get to this higher level state uh, of consciousness, we can decide, okay, here's our earth. and Like referencing the Bible, it's turning into a fireball and dying. Instead of God coming down and plucking us out and being like, you're saved, we have because of the good works and the good things that we've done and the way that we have lived our lives and vibrating ourselves, we can take ourselves out of the end times and put ourselves in another timeline that's running parallel to,, wow. to the timeline that's happening. So here's the Earth that's well, here's the Earth that's not well. The Earth that's not well is dying out. boom, dead. Now, Well, no, it's not dead. The earth's not dead. Everybody dies on the earth, right? Let's say everybody dies on the earth. um, And we, let's say you and me, are on the other timeline where the earth is doing really good. But you can't stay in a separate timeline because there'll be another one of you in that timeline. I mean, so once everyone's dead from our timeline that has either killed themselves or been killed or whatever... The earth will naturally grow itself back. Once man's not here destroying it, the natural flow of things will start back up. And the idea is that once the earth has healed itself, because again, we're living in peace and a higher vibration, we can then bring our consciousness back to the earth that the others destroyed and continue our timeline and live in an age of peace. Hmm. From a non-religious point of view. Well, I shouldn't say non-religious, but a non-Christian point of view.
1: Yeah. Does
0: that make sense? The way I explained <laughs> it.
1: Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I hear there's the thing is though, right? Is that there's it's another postulation. It's another guess about what might happen on a lot of different, a lot of different ideas, right? Mm-hmm. It's a combining of a whole bunch of different. Um, hypotheticals which is all we can do with this end time predictions mm-hmm. correct so while it's really fascinating to look at and there's some ideas in there that I would love to look closer at because they're really you know compelling um, you know what does it benefit you or I to hold to this or to spend too much time obsessing over it right <laughs> what is it yes an answer go ahead
0: with uh the evangelicals you're living your life in a state of fear and anxiety waiting for shit to hit the fan if you're living your life like which is kind of what progressive christians and buddhists and monks and stuff like that are living now is you're not living in a state of fear you spend every day being present Mm-hmm. following um, the guide, the guides of your own body and your own self and your own energy. So mm-hmm. every day that you, even if none of this happens, if you're spending every day being afraid and like doing things in the spirit of fear, that's where you start acting out, getting angry, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're every day, like, like tonight, I'm going to centering prayer. I'm going to meditate That. Mm-hmm. Every t- every day that you work on yourself to be at more peace and at and, and a higher vibration and connect with others is you making a Actual impact in real time in your life So if I walk out of centering prayer and I'm you know learn to calm myself Or you know after a couple of years. I'm able to teach it to somebody else now I'm raising their vibration and we're and when we're together. We're all raising each other's vibration So it's all positive and we're mm-hmm. we're passing positive intentions and positive energy in a space because when a negative person walks into your space you can feel that it feels icky it feels uncomfortable it feels ooh so if you're living a yeah. life where you're if you're living a life where you're actively working to be a peaceful loving vibration no matter what happens you're still living well and you're putting good into this world
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I just, I, I, whenever I hear end times talk though, I still feel the same way of being like the same approach is there. Like I have figured out the right way to live. In this case, it's maybe trying to live on a higher vibration and as long, and that's all fine. That's really good. Just like Christians. If it's just my, my goal is to live a, life that's closer to god that's a good and right thing um and that brings benefits but then my i guess the only thing that i would be concerned with is that what as long as at some point there doesn't get to be turned this other that we need to fight against like the people who aren't raising their vibrations or you know if as long as so that as long as that approach doesn't get there and that you know that us versus them type of mentality doesn't start to take over then you know I don't see any harm in it. But I just always I'm just getting to that like I'm just wary. I'm like, okay, whoa, hold on. This is a lot of and uh, this is a lot of hypotheticals and what ifs. And maybe that's not the best place to set down your your house life. <laughs> you know, you like build your your life house on top of these what ifs. So right. I don't but on the other hand, some of these ideas are really really fascinating to look at and to consider, um, like the idea of a Christ consciousness. Um, there's, um, you know, you could, that's definitely something, I think you described it well, um, Christ consciousness as being, you know, like a, a, a state that maybe, maybe Jesus Christ first lived out for us as an example. Um, And we can also move into that state of um, being closer to God, of being, you you say it as being higher vibration, Um, moving into this.
0: Basically, they're saying that the second coming of Christ isn't going to be him walking down out of the clouds. It's going to be the people actually living like him, his consciousness. Yeah.
1: Because I think instead of um, deifying Jesus as a person, they kind of see him as the firstborn into this um, broader way of being, which they're calling Christ consciousness, which every people, the theory is that all people can have a part of this higher consciousness, this raised awareness consciousness, um, that's maybe less pulled down by the the what you call sin or um, error way of living.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, that we can have entrance into that. So, yeah, um, that's an interesting way to look at um, Jesus Christ, Jesus the Christ, right? What? Who was he? Was he, um, anyhow, well, I don't know.
0: That's what he wanted. So if you look at the way that Jesus lived his life, he lived every day presently. He mm-hmm. would look at people and go, drop your nets, let's go. Don't think twice, come on. And they would do it. So, you know, we don't live like that today. But if we did, if we lived the Christ consciousness and we lived the higher vibration, it's not about telling other people, you, you, you. It's you're only in charge of yourself. I'm not going to be like, please go to therapy. Please do this. Please do that. Please do this. Please do that. So that you can be good and then we can be besties. No, you know what? That's not my responsibility. It's not my responsibility to get you into heaven. It's not my responsibility to, to, to make you peaceful. And, and it's not my responsibility to heal you. It's my responsibility to heal me. It's my responsibility to put good out there, even if bad is happening to me, which I don't mm-hmm. always do well with sometimes. You know what I mean? So, so I think... Personally, I am subscribing to this idea that um, Christ was put here to teach people to have a good conscience.
1: Yeah, and you know, when I was actually still kind of in the, the mindset of um, being worried about the end of the world and thinking about ways that I could prepare like my family, I was thinking those that way. I, I still had a moment where I was like, you know what, I think that really, as prepared as I could be, if I was fully prepared, I think I would be in a state of, I've prepared, and now I've got to protect myself and all of my stuff now, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that I was like, you know what, I think that God is calling us to no matter what we have, if we're prepared or not prepared. Can we have an open heart to share what we do have with those in a hard time? And is my heart ready to be in that space? Like my heart prepared. That's probably the most important thing because I can't know the future. I can't know what's coming, but I can try to, like you're saying with we trying to raise your vibrations or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, you can take care of your own heart to prepare it to be in a loving, open place so that whatever does come, you can act in the spirit of love and not fear. And I was like, "Well, then, what is the purpose of even holding on to any of these thoughts about the end of time? I'm just gonna let it go. Just let it go. And it's sure, a, it can be it can be an protective. interesting thing. It can be an interesting thing to consider. And it is fascinating. And I can still get wrapped up into looking up information about it. But I think I've just this. I've just decided that it is not gonna worry me on the day to day anymore. Period. The end. I've seen it worry too many people and Mm -hmm. completely change the course of their lives and what they do day in and day out. And it's just, yeah, not something that I am choosing to participate in anymore. (laughs) I'm
0: sure you've heard this. I'm sure you've heard this before. It will steal your joy. It will. Yeah, it does. It will steal your joy. Yeah, I think the version of, of the end times that, um, you and I were taught, uh, We're just another tool for fear. And there's some Christians that believe the end times were literally just a parable to teach you not to be a shitty person. So, you know, there were so many parables in the Bible. that, And most of the time it was going over everybody's head, especially the apostles. They were like the dumbest bunch of people.
1: (laughs) You know what I always got from the parables? I always was thinking, you know, it's like Jesus is not, he's hes hes like pointing to all of the way that we normally think. You know, he's like, yeah, you say this, but in this other way of living, like you're saying, this higher vibration, if you put it that way. Things are actually flip flopped, or you actually think this way. And he's like twisting the way that they're viewing the world and helping them see through another lens, and you could call that, you know, the the kingdom of heaven, looking through the lens of the kingdom of heaven instead of the way of the, this world. Um, and that's, uh, it, it's just, it just is always fascinating to see and to to see what, what is he doing with that parable there? Like to be such a neat, a good teacher, to be able to do that, to like make people rethink the way that they're viewing the entire world. How, what a cool ability to have. I would, I would love to be able to do that, to have me like so quick on my feet with a, being able to throw out a, an idea and a story and then be able to make people shift the way that they're thinking. That'd be so cool. <laughs>
0: I want to tell you I have so many notes on this for this yeah and now I'm looking back and I'm like I don't know what they mean
1: um oh, give me some ideas give me give, throw me out something
0: well wait okay so um to, to tag on to Christ consciousness real quick
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh revelations 19 11 through 14 I have listed and then revelations 19 uh, 15 is the breath of his mouth defeats him meaning what if uh you know instead of uh, because they're talking about the second coming jesus coming down the breath of his mouth defeats evil right what if it's uh the what if it's the not christ coming down but it's the consciousness of the people and the kindness the breath of his mouth, the words of Jesus, the the way Jesus spoke and acted. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was like linking that scripture to that idea. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: what I really liked was Hinduism and Buddhism. They don't believe it's a judgment day. They don't believe it's the end. They believe every end leads to a new beginning. There's no mm-hmm. violent end. The mm-hmm. word apocalypse means... It's a personal revelation that occurs in the mind. Revelations, which mm-hmm. is the title of the end books, right? Of the so, New yep. mm-hmm. yeah, so that kind of links in together.
1: Yeah, that's. A, I mean, and that's what we see in nature, right? We see these cycles of, of yeah. death and rebirth. So that would make sense to me.
0: So the end times or the apocalypse is mentioned 1,848 times in the Bible. That matters, obviously, because you and I know that how many times something's mentioned in the Bible is important. For every time the Bible speaks of the first coming of Jesus, the second coming is mentioned eight times. Hmm. The Christian Messiah is Jesus, who comes back to cleanse the population of evil and usher peace back in. The Jewish Messiah is a man who will not be divine. He'll be an, a regular person. Mm-hmm. He's mortal and has to reconstitute the Jewish kingdom, peace, and rebuild the temple. Mm-hmm. The warring nations at the temple on the Mount currently—you know, uh, where Jesus had his guys, and then the Jewish people, and the Islam and the Muslims—all in. That's the Temple of the Mount, right?
1: The Temple Mount, right? That's yeah. where that's where that the the Jewish temple, the last one was. Was yeah. standing, and now the the the, the mosque, the Dome of the Rock mosque, is is yeah. there currently? Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so the warring nations at the Temple of the Mount, which is still happening, the people mm-hmm. trying to protect their holy spaces where many religions began, could incite the end of the world if those sacred sites were destroyed by the other side. A war that spreads and or nuclear annihilation could be the mm-hmm. end times. Islam means to surrender to God Muslims do want peace but oh yeah this this one hit me so Muslims I'm friends with some Muslims too Muslims want peace but the extremists make them all look like terrorists like ISIS the same way conservative Christians and cults make Christianity
1: look like terrorists yeah, right. It's that. It's because of that. The their their view. It's it's that fundamentalist view of a religion. When you get to that view, where you're clinging so tightly to it that nothing else can can stand, everything else is wrong. You will when inevitably I was, have this when fighting. I Maybe it's just the the culmination of a an us versus them mentality. The either or. Um, Way of looking at things instead of looking at things both, and that always creates a light in the dark or a right and wrong, or a you know, it's true. Yeah, maybe that's, I mean, maybe there, and maybe we just need to move out of that mindset that a right and wrong, um, and I mean, almost like the Buddhist tradition of just kind of accepting. Being able to move into that space of accepting and looking at things from a detached point of view of things as they are, as is. That's Um, hard to
0: do, though, because when you look at things that are wrong, like somebody killing somebody or causing pain or abuse or harm, it's hard not to want to protect that. mm -hmm. You know, like...
1: Right, right. But as soon as you... As, soon as you label things as being wrong or evil that uh, moves you into a space where I don't know. I mean it's tricky right because you can't mm-hmm. you can't just sit back and let everything you know all the wrong things happen or bad things happen to people. you want to protect people you want people to be safe. you need people to be safe. Um, but it's like this fine line if you can I don't know I mean, we can get to a point where we can kind of just detach ourselves a bit and look at the situation with kind of like a loose grip instead of like this, I've got this the right way to see it now. And this other person's doing it wrong. Um, Instead of being able to just hold it loosely and see, oh, this is how the other person is viewing it. And that's causing them like looking at fundamentalists and, um, you know, like ISIS and how they're doing um, be, becoming terrorists and causing harm to other people, and saying they are taking their scriptures so literally and wanting to to serve their God so perfectly that that's causing them that effect, and be able to have a little bit of compassion for that view. You know what I mean? I don't know. I know. I know. I think, I'm just thinking out loud here. Tell I me mean, what that, you think.
0: That's that's <laughs> fine. I the struggle is that. The people that are doing the quote-unquote non-aggressive right things, um, their voices get lost, and then the darker voices um, win the day. It's so easy to be angry. It's so easy to be sad. It's How many people do you know that are genuinely like living good, healthy lives, right? So we're always pursuing being more loving and being more accepting because that's the work it's totally easy to be like fuck all you guys i don't care you know so Mm -hmm. and i know that the buddhists too they they look it's not a good or a bad it's just an is not Mm -hmm. all things are like that your feelings good bad they might not be your reactions good bad might not be could just be an is it's just Mm -hmm. an is but there are things in this world that are evil and there are things in this world that are bad. And um, if if we don't fight for love and life, um, what's the point of being here? What's the meaning of life? Babe?
1: Oh gosh, man. Yeah. Again,
0: I'm going to quiz you every time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it, it's it's wired in us. It's in our books. It's in our TVs. It's in our movies. It's because we want good to triumph mm-hmm. because we want to be we want to be comfortable. We want to live in a nice society, but there'll always be darkness there. So
1: always, <sighs> always, and it's just going to be it's going to be with us and.
0: I say make the best of the time that you have and do what you can, you know, like
1: it just, uh, at some point you're just always on this hamster wheel of trying to fix things right. That are never fixed. And at some point you just kind of have to be like, you know what, I'm going to keep trying and fighting the good fight, but I'm not going to work myself up into a tizzy over it or I'm not going to, you know,
0: yes. So here, a good example of that is like, at the last church, I wanted to be this bridge. I was like, I'm going to teach them how to love gay people, and I'm going to usher them into this new world. And I was so naive, and uh, all I was doing was meeting resistance, right? So Mm -hmm. it was breaking me down. And so even though I loved these people, and I left them because it wasn't serving me. And now I'm in a place where yeah, there's some challenges. But I have met with people who are also working together to do good things. We're not solving world hunger. We're not creating world peace. But I'm now working with a bigger group of people that are on the same wavelength that are trying to put more good in this world. And the more people that you have and when you become part of a group of people that do want to do good things and do want to live on that higher vibration and do want to explore other ideas. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people in this place, some of them are Buddhists and some of them are doing Reiki and some of them are doing like healing energy and some of them are doing, you know, mm-hmm. are, are praying and some of them are whatever. They're all different and they're all okay with that. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm not, I'm not looking for everybody to be the same and just looking I'm hoping for, like, a mutual respect and a love where we can mm-hmm. slowly spread out from there. And yeah. that's that's got to be the goal. Yeah, mutual
1: respect. That's good. I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So that when we pass away, we can look back on our life and say, hey, we did the best we could with what we had in yeah. a world that was imperfect. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's
0: how the end times should look, yeah. you know, like... I'm sure people in Ukraine are looking at their, I'm sure there's Christians in Ukraine looking at their city that once was beautiful and flourishing going, wow, this is the end times. Yeah, and We're sitting in here in America on our iPads and laptops in a sunny day. And for us, it's not the end times. Sure. You know? yep. So it's mm-hmm. all relative to every person and it's all how we, it's all how we perceive it.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's all,
0: not all, but um, it's it's fifty percent what what we do with what what we're given.
1: Yeah, and I think you know another good good takeaway from talking at least at least you know another good takeaway from talking about these end times things is also just the importance of looking at the um, the consequences of the beliefs that you hold, mm. and um, you know. And you can find a healthier way to look at the end of the world, like you were saying about, um, you know, turning the return of Christ into possibly um, talking about a Christ consciousness that involves all of humanity instead of being rescued from earth. uh, Maybe we're all going to be saved through entering a higher consciousness and entering together with Christ that way um you know look at the ramifications of your belief how is that going to change the way that you live your life um is it going to help is it going to hinder um what things are good to keep what things are best just to leave aside and um keep examining what it is that we're choosing to believe and how we're believing it and and what we're taking in because it really does affect our actions
0: and how we live
1: our life and are the way we way we feel about life so
0: oh, the end
1: times
0: i honestly think <laughs> oh the end. oh the end times i honestly think and i've always believed this i really always have i i believed that i was reincarnated and i came from another era and when i'm done i'll go somewhere else and i'll do i'll either come back or i'll do it again there's some people that believe that when they die they can be reincarnated on another planet, uh, so then they they can just skip the end times altogether together up on Saturn. Apparently, I don't know.
1: Uh, I know there's some there's some really really wild stuff out there as far as ideas and I know. and it's uh, it's really it's really interesting to read and to consider and uh, the alien stuff ponder
0: I, save. Yeah. I, know I, I know I sent you some alien stuff um, where it talks about the aliens um, believing that the earth is going to destroy itself and that they are, they're going to be the ones here for the end times because we're going to be the ones that destroyed our own planet. So they're going to like take us up and out and then put us somewhere else. So there's a lot of really, really interesting theories on that. Um, Which, yeah, that's its own, that's its own episode. If the earth dies it dies but i I don't think energy i believe is forever
1: so i don't think it's really the end i don't know i don't know either i don't know there's no way to know right at least not at this point yet so so (laughs) man i tell you
0: anyone that tells you they know what's gonna happen run
1: i know right
0: because that's (laughs) it says right in the bible you will not know well that's that on end times for yeah. us today. Anyway, I'm yeah, sure we'll sneak back in there. But thank you for sharing with us about your bunker. If you You're ever, welcome. if you ever find like a picture of that, can you please share it?
1: Sure. Do you yeah. have
0: pictures of the bunker?
1: Yeah, but nothing like big, like um, wide out angle. You couldn't really tell much. Nothing exciting. It, but no. I would
0: love to see that. <laughs> I would love to see it. We'll see you on the next one.
1: All
0: right.
1: Bye. Cut. <laughs>